Welcome to Screen Talk, New Hour's Weekly Movie Podcast. I'm Eric Cohn, joined as always by Ann Thompson for that annual opportunity to talk about the actual Oscar nominations that we spent months anticipating and speculating about. Lo and behold, it actually happened on Tuesday and we're recording on Thursday, which, Ann, I have to say, I appreciate because it means that we aren't bleary-eyed trying to make sense of this like we were on Tuesday, but have had 48-ish hours and change to kind of process the results. And I just want to talk about that TikTok star that they brought onto the live feed to do analysis. Who was that guy? And, it should have uh, been you, Eric. It should, if they were going to have a, a nerdy critic on there, it should have been you. <laughs> I know. I felt so old that I didn't know who this guy was. Never but heard I also of him. No one ever heard fun. of him. It was fun because it was like, okay, so this is what happens when you make a failed attempt at, at uh, getting the younger generation interested. He's got some, you know, about. I know. they, they the, the marketing team, at I, they continue to completely befuddle me. The logic that they apply to these things, like the two people that were making the announcements, um, of course, Tracy Ellis Ross was fine. The other guy was like mispronouncing everything. And, and aren't they better than the Golden Globes? Can't they come up with people who can pronounce... Let Laura Dern do it. She can well, pronounce anything. She does her homework. It's been up and down over the years. I mean, you know, there there have been times where, where the announcers have been more satisfying than that. It, it just felt a little unprepared. But It was just such know, a I, classic play. Put some TV stars on and, and see if they yeah. can widen the audience for the Oscars. It's a, It just makes me crazy. Um, actually, Eric, I'm going to jump right in with my most... Um, central uh take here which which is that um i know you wrote a really good piece about the international um uh cast uh to the oscars which was the big story of course uh, with drive my car getting in with four nominations including best picture and flea getting the three that you were hoping for all along not um, quite best pick but still pretty close no you got three was a big deal it was the yep. first time that's ever happened yep. that an animated documentary got animation as well as doc and international and these are very competitive categories so it's it's really I, I was very happy with the academy and and one of your confreres uh justin chang um was on uh kcrw cheering cheering the nominations because of course they went in this great sophisticated classy yeah. um international direction and a lot of your favorites actually uh got in but the downside of this is what's going to happen at the actual show and don't and be jimmy kimmel going on tv being like why did everybody vote for these movies that nobody saw instead of spider-man and i, I couldn't tell if that he, was he singled out power of the dog as if yeah, no one strange. has ever seen it have you heard of netflix it's actually done pretty well on the service yes, I mean, not, yes. not not as well as uh the other best it got 12 nominations but, which yeah, means that a well. lot of people in the academy actually think it might be the best movie of the year that's no guarantee that it's going to win at the end of the day because i think jane campion will win director i think it will win a lot of things, but Dune is going to clean up too. And Glee and Dune has a sympathy vote now, now that they've left out Denis Villeneuve. Um, you know, Which is it's going to with Argo, but it, hmm, it happened with Argo. Movie. But he was an actor, and and there was reasons why he could do a charm offensive around town, which he totally did. I I was part. I remember him making a beeline for me. <laughs> you know, getting me but on I, his side. I don't know if it's really. Um, 
you know, this huge missed opportunity for the Oscars to nominate more popular films. I mean, we've, we've discussed this for years. I mean, if Spider-Man got in there, it certainly would have dominated headlines, but it did anyway, because people had headlines saying that it was snubbed for best picture. And it wasn't a movie that I think most people saw as a best picture movie. That was a it's popular narrative. It just isn't. It and it's just fun to talk about that. Way. Often it when wasn't. you're, you know, when I was laboring over my, my predictions and I did okay, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I made some mistakes, but I also got some other things right. Um, writing with fire was my great moment, uh, picking that for, for documentary. But, but the idea is that you, you, you should always err on the side most of the time of the classy choice, if you're if you're really um, in the soup. I mean, my big dilemma was figuring out, you know, where were they going to go mainstream? Were they going to go with Leo, right, or were they going to go with Javier, right? And they went with Javier. And even though Leo had gotten the the, the BAFTA nomination, you know, so so uh, were they going to go with being the Ricardos uh, in Best Picture? No, but they went with J.K. Simmons. It did well. That was actor. very odd. I, I for a second I, I was trying to remind myself what he was even doing in that movie. It William Frawley, yeah. <laughs> the so alcoholic. Random. That was no, very look, strange. That's that a sign when, like, of how much the... they love him. Yeah, exactly. And you sort see of like Brian Cranston's nom for Trumbo. It's very yeah. similar. Yeah, it doesn't really it doesn't a really a showbiz story. The actors liked it. Yeah, and the, that's the all Javier the support thing, they had. I mean, Javier campaigned really well, I suppose. So there, there but was that. If you, when I did the when I tallied it up, I mean, he and Penelope have been nominated four times now, each of them, and, and they've each, each won. won once. Yep. Yes. So I mean, this is not. This is not pocket change. This is real support, which is why people did predict that that Penelope Cruz would would get in with the Academy, and I was gratified that Kristen Stewart got in. I, that was I, great. I was very. I mean, happy. those were two that I think a lot of people were counting out because Penelope wasn't even on the BAFTA shortlist, as you pointed out. Uh, there may have been that... eligibility questions with that movie. There was some yeah. mistake made. But there, there were also questions of did it get the visibility it deserved because it opened it at a awful time to be getting a movie out there late last year. And then with Kristen Stewart, there was this question of is, is the movie really dividing people? The momentum was slowing. But when we saw that movie at Telluride and entered into the conversation, there was a sense that she was the front runner. So the critics me, recognized like what a good there. performance it was. And I was fairly confident. I started to, to waver at the very end. I was most of the time confident that she gave such a great performance. Um, but none of the precursors. Now, what we have to remember now and remember it always, I'm, you, le you learn your lessons every year. SAG has become more mainstream. So you just have to take that into account. And the, the Oscars are less, you know, they're much more Tony. But this is going to be an issue for uh, the broadcast where they are so freaked out about making sure that people watch uh, the Oscars this year, that they're actually considering not demanding that people be vaccinated and that they have to just take a test uh, before they show up. Well, BAFTA know, the, I, is also doing this, by the way. The, 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 I thought about this because we've been in some large media events since all this crazy COVID stuff started. One of them was Cannes, and you remember at Cannes, you just had to wear a mask to go into the movie theater. You didn't have to show proof of vaccination there, only to go into the like kind of broader palais area it to walk around. It was about being able to trace you. It was a right. question of whether you were traceable. But also, and, 
And, I mean, and that was about deniability and everything. Yeah, yeah. And, but I mean, in, in that case, you could be sitting in the theater wearing a mask and, and not be vaccinated or, and, and, and not be showing a, a test or anything. But if you were in the, the walking around this big open convention center, basically, you did have to show a proof of a, a negative test and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And in this particular case, you, you have both in one place. There's going to be a lot of people seated in the theater but also a lot of people milling about at the bar and all that kind of stuff. So it's a very uncontrolled set of circumstances and also probably some unvaccinated people. Let's be honest. Van and we're Morrison, going to have the Belfast. Super Bowl. We're going to have the Super Bowl this coming weekend. And there's going to probably be a surge in Los Angeles after that. We had 5,000 cases or something uh, reported today. I mean, it's not like we're out of the weeds yet in, New in L.A. And the other thing is that I think they really have, an, like uh, Van Morrison is a notorious anti-vaxxer. Yep, and he is a nominee, um, so he'll be there. So the four acting nominees, uh, uh, winners from last year, usually present, right? Well, the question for Van Morrison is, can he get into the country? Because they still demand that you have a vaccination card and a PCR test in mm. order to get on the plane. The question from, from out of, 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 of the country, from England or Ireland or Northern Ireland or wherever he's coming from, the other point is that you have to, in L.A., when are they going to lift the restrictions that are currently in place where you have to have a vaccination proof to get inside a restaurant or any place that's less, uh, more than 500 people. Yeah, which this will be. Presumably. presumably. Right. I mean, they could decide to make 499 the max number of people at Hollywood <laughs> and Highland. Yeah. Um, but but they're, I, the, I, the, knowing the Academy, they're doing, uh, they've, they've checked in with Gavin Newsom, the governor. They've checked in. They figured out what the re regulations are going to be. And they ought to backtrack. They really ought to backtrack on this one because I think it sends it's, a very it's bad signal. last year. The whole question was about whether or not there'll be dispensation for Zoom award speeches. That's right. And, so forth. and now we're actually we're we're at like an evolved state of this, and then once again seem very close to the finish line with no obvious kind of plan in place. That we're going to hear sense. about the hosts uh, shortly. ABC is putting a lot of pressure on them to have the sexiest, most commercially viable. Whatever the host turns out to be, it's gonna be their idea of who's gonna help get ratings. Even though hosts don't do that, it's blockbusters that do that. And Dune would be the closest thing to a blockbuster that they've got going right now. And I think Don't Look Now, Up, I always do that. Don't Look Up is actually a very popular movie on Netflix. Yeah. A huge, yeah, hugely yeah. popular one. And, and it's a, it's, I mean, we can talk about best picture, but it's certainly a movie that has a lot of support across the Academy. So there's some sort of synergy there. I would rather have a don't look up kind of phenomenon than let's slam Spider-Man in there. I mean, that that's a edgy subversive movie that works on a broader scale, not for everyone, but certainly for the Academy and for a lot of people at home. That's the only one. Dune, I think, I don't know. That's a very specific kind of, of audience in certain ways. I wouldn't call Dune like a universal crowd pleaser. I know people who were bored by that movie. I was well, not anyone who had movie. to watch it at home was not seeing it the right way. And I would argue that's true of many of these films. I mean, Licorice yep. Pizza and West Side Story and The Power of the Dog, especially, all deserve to be seen in yeah. theaters.
Well, it is worth noting that West Side and Drive My Car, Story, especially too. West Side Story and Drive My Car. I mean, these are movies that were largely theatrical in terms of the the life that they've had. That's right. And so you know that didn't hurt them. And West Side Story was a movie we thought is it is it maybe not even going to get into Best Picture? I mean, there was some. There I was thought some it would get into Best Picture. I wasn't sure who. All right. So the reason you know everybody's upset about Denis Villeneuve and 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 yet they can build a sympathy vote you know uh, because of him being left left out, but really if you have 10 best pictures and five directors and Hamaguchi has to get in there somehow right somebody's got to give up their spot and i thought maybe it would be spielberg but it turned you know he he's a popular guy yep. it turns out to be villeneuve who lives in montreal and maybe is a little bit more of an outsider here maybe that's part of it but maybe also like you say five slots is really limiting the support was definitely there because of the other categories Spielberg is just so widely beloved. How do you, it's very hard to knock Spielberg out of that category when he's he been knocked out before. Uh, Color Purple was the big uh, was example, you know. But someone was but, sharing that 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 uh, that clip from uh, Jaws when he was like watching it live and got pissed off because Fellini seemed to to beat him out or something. It was pretty great. So he's been playing this game a long time. He has indeed. Uh, he has indeed. Somebody we did the math and he's been doing it for six decades. Starting, uh, you know, from the very beginning, um, you know, back to to Jaws and Sugarland Express and he's all this Meryl stuff. Streep of, He's crazy. Uh, of cinematic delivery. Nineteen I mean, nominations yeah, over pretty, time for in, in, for director or producer. But that's um, not a movie that that seems like it's strong in many categories, except for maybe supporting actress, where you have. She's going to take it. Yep. She's and she's going to take it for a lot of different reasons. I mean, not only does she pop incredibly in the movie, she's extraordinary in the movie, but but she plays Anita, and there's a lot of affection for for that connection to Rita Moreno in the 1961 movie. She and Chris, Kristen Stewart are the only two openly women queer. openly gay uh, to be nominated and to have the opportunity to speak from from the stage. Which is again, it's the same thing I've heard some people if say they win. about the whole, if like, they win. oh, Jane Campion will be the third woman. It's like, you know, that's great, but also this hasn't happened already. I mean, you needed one more headline to make people go. But or the what's interesting girls. about her is it's the first time that a woman has been nominated twice. That's astonishing, yeah. too. We shouldn't yeah. we shouldn't be OK with that. Yeah, no, all of that stuff is more a reminder of the bad stuff than it is the good stuff. But if one of them wins, and at least one of them seems like they're going to, then being on stage, that'll be a great moment. And, and you know, good TV that also lines up with a, a, a you know, a, a worthy win is, is certainly welcome. I don't know. I'm sort of curious about what Will Packard does with this Oscars. I mean, he's not Soderbergh. He's a populist. So there could be a fun show in there. They said they want to host. We don't know who that is, but you know, there's there's a lot of possibilities out there. It could be good TV. I mean, I that, want it not... to be a good show, and I want it. Um, I want people to tune in. But the truth is, is is who knew that we were going to be missing the Golden Globes? 
Now, I have all sorts of issues with the HFPA along with everyone else, and I understand why uh, they're being, um, you know, why they've been taken out to the woodshed. I get it. But but the, the, the trick here is that it was a big TV show with a lot of glitz and glamour that got people invested in rooting interest in some of the players that were winning or losing on that show. And and people watched it. And, and that's what we're missing. We're missing the drumbeat. We're missing the, the rah-rah. Uh, um, um, building of interest. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it's a bummer that, you know, January didn't start with some of the stuff we've used, we've gotten used to it starting with the, the Palm Springs Gala, New York Film Critics Circle. Which all is of it gone. So it's all going to happen now. So I'm going to go up to, you know, Paul, to uh, Santa Barbara and do the Kristen Stewart uh, tribute and the writer's panel. That'll be fun. And other people will do Benedict Cumberbatch and Will Smith and, and uh, you know, Anjanou Ellis, who did get nominated for King Richard. And King Richard and, and Belfast did very, very, very well. I mean, Belfast it's interesting how long it took us to come around to it, though. Nominations. But I mean, yeah, there there was a certainly Ooh. Belfast does not does not feel like a surprise to me. King Richard, I know we were sort of it did six, and that was that better. was good. And, that yeah, was good because it got I mean, song, it got yeah. screenplay. That's yeah, strong. Don't forget Beyonce got an Oscar nomination, and so did Lin, Lin Manuel Miranda, although he's been down that route before. So well, they be usually Encanto, but it should have been the other song though, the one that's viral. We need to talk about Bruno. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I uh, that movie's all right but that is an earworm right there. i i'm wondering what's going to win animation i still think Mm -hmm. it's the mitchells versus the machines other people seem to assume it's Encanto, but uh, i'm not so sure those are both popular films i would say mitchell's has a slight edge in the sense that it's a little bit more accessible Encanto, i think you know, you have this issue of it's sort of like a weird mythology of sorts that it doesn't sit well with everyone. You know, ultimately, Mitchell's is a more satisfying movie. Flea is better than all of them. So it deserves it, but it'll probably maybe win in another category. I'm There's, curious to see to how that plays out because the doc category, not everybody watches the docs. So you still end up with a lot of the people that were in um, the doc uh, branch. Uh, kind of driving things. In a yeah. Way. And yeah. and um, they didn't put the rescue in. So th- it would be tempting to say that the most popular movie in there is Summer of Soul, which I can tell you anecdotally, the people I talked to love Summer of Soul. Oh, yeah. That's and a, the question is how many people saw Flea and how many people are going to catch up with Flea. A lot of people are going to have to watch these movies. And, and the question is, which ones do they watch? If they see yeah. Flea, they should recognize how great it is. And I, I do think it's worth you. You put Attica in there, and I think it's it's worth acknowledging. It's really cool that Stanley Nelson got an Oscar nomination I'm very glad. this year. I hope people watch all these movies. I think it's really stupid if they don't. But uh, but Flea. I mean, the cool thing about Flea is that if you're not if you're not watching all of these movies, maybe you're more compelled to watch Flea because it is in these other categories. It's the only one that has that designation. And 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 that should catch your attention and say, what's yeah? Let's check that out. Let's see yeah. why that's so special. And then special. the question is, where does that help it? Does it help it in dots? That's right. That's the cr- somewhere I, else. I know. I know. I, I, the international, I've been going back and forth between Summer, Soul, and Flea because there is an international component to winning. Um, the, there's, you had 25, it's closer to 30% of, of the Academy 
is, oh, that's interna- is international or outside yeah. of the U.S. Yeah. yeah, and and so and so that could benefit Flea over an, a, a very New York kind of movie like like Summer of Soul. Yeah. Well, so I guess what you're insinuating on the international side is that Drive My Car is the obvious choice. It's strong in all these other categories. And And it has a Best Picture nomination. But, you know, one thing that was interesting about there's like this whole sea of reactions from nominees is that there were people who were saying, I guess I got to watch Drive My Car now. You know, they've been hearing about it. It's not been an easy movie to get people to watch. I would say more than something like Flea. I mean, it's it's long and it, and it's more it's more. Uh, Flea you know, is still about an Afghan immigrant. Uh, yeah, but gay it's cool. Man. The, the style is cool and stuff. Whereas Drive My Car is just, you have to like really sit down and commit to. Fi- you to really have I, everyone who tells me they have to see it. I tell them to see it in a theater. It's transportive. I mean, it's yeah. So good. I mean, and, but, and, and, but it wouldn't have got. Here's the thing: it would not have gotten to Best Picture if it had played also at home it hasn't been at home no but they watched it on the academy portal the portal that's what they, they watched watch that's but where it, they watched they were it perhaps watching it in the portal because it hasn't been at home because it's a very exclusive thing that it's they been can doing see whatever well they want theaters. on the portal and they even yeah, got yeah. west side story eventually and and uh, even spider-man they got yeah but Spider-Man, they probably saw it already. According to Jimmy Kimmel, they like went out with their kids and saw it and then didn't vote for it. I don't, I mean, that that the thing about that, I guess it was a joke, but I the thing that I, that just really like bugs me about it is that it's just so naive. I mean, the guy hosted the freaking Oscars. He knows that this is a more complex. It's not about just celebrating the biggest movie of the year. I mean, that's just. There, there are plenty of ways to do that. Yeah, there was some. Financial. There was, there were. Maybe he's, maybe he's surly because they haven't ever invited him back, or he's considered to be one of the ones who fail. I thought he was fine, actually. I didn't mind him. He's all right. All. I can't, I can't wait to see what the next person does. That. But Nightmare Alley sneaked in, which we weren't necessarily counting cool on. Picture. I yeah. feel like that was a, that was one that of those. That got four. That, yeah. Yeah. I mean, cinematography made a lot of sense. The Best Picture nomination, which, by the way, nominates Bradley Cooper as a producer, I think almost was like a sympathy thing when that movie didn't do well, where it was like people were talking, you know, Scorsese wrote an op ed in the LA Times about how no, it's a beautifully it made was. movie. It's the, the kind black of and thing. white thing. They yeah, re- yeah. They that was a that way life. to get attention, but, yeah. but really, what it comes down to is the is is when I when I make the joke that people were humming the sets, it really does come down to the craftspeople in the academy appreciating the beautiful, beautifully mounted cinematic experience that it is and and it's a noir movie it's dark and i'm sure a lot of people didn't love it but it's still a beautifully made movie which is what power of the dog has going for it as well but in that case you've got four acting categories reflected there which is the biggest uh branch of the academy plus all of the they got everything they could get power of the dog 12 you know that's amazing it's been chugging along i do think this is another reminder of how well movies that launch in the fall that have that designation as major awards contenders that it's not like they just kind of vanish belfast launched it tell you ride power of the dog launched venice tell you ride you know kristen stewart's campaign launched all that stuff that we saw there and king richard that all continued all the way through their best picture nominations. Uh, the Nightmare Alley thing is interesting, and Licorice Pizza is interesting because those came a little bit later. 
West Side Story, like that second wave. Yeah, Licorice Pizza really didn't have the the, and West Side Story didn't have the the festivals. No um, festivals behind them, they had and they were exclusively noise. in theaters too. Um, yep. But uh, the person I had lunch with today, I was out and about today, um, was raving about Licorice Pizza. Like th that was his favorite movie. So a lot of respect yeah. for that movie. I mean, I, it's interesting because. Paul Tom Sanderson is not the most active campaigner, but I remember I've, I've said this before. It's like there, there are times where he's made movies and been kind of invisible for long periods of time. And then they just get a ton of Oscar nominations. This movie I feel like has benefited from that slow roll platform release in the sense that it's like gradually made more and more noise as, and stood out almost as a result of that. Uh, but, but it, it only got three nominations. Yeah, it didn't get no a lot acting, of hang, for example. Because those two kids were young and, and they, they have a, you know, they're, they were kind of playing themselves in a way. And no I'm, not, Cooper, I'm not diminishing uh, what, what the great um, well, and all, Alana and Haim that, and Cooper but Hoffman yeah, did. The, but Those but, were competitive categories. Bradley yeah. Cooper not getting supporting actor. That, right. That. And Plemons so. got in, which is a real sign of strength. If, if It means they really liked the movie. If they gave two supporting actor nominations for Plemons and Cody Smith-McPhee, right? Yeah. That's a sign no, of strength. And he got a BAFTA nomination all also. Yeah. People, I, I don't feel like there's like this really strong backlash against that movie. I think there are a lot of different opinions about movies this year. You can find people to hate on all of these nominees. One I mean, of the things of that you do have to take into consideration going forward as as the I like to think that the anti Netflix uh, sentiment in the uh, theatrical, especially um, studio universe has lessened, but it hasn't. Uh, it's still there. Um, I think that Ted Sarandos is an amazing salesman for Netflix and has managed to build a lot of goodwill. And especially during the pandemic, when when Netflix really came through for a lot of people, picking things up from them. But the uh, truth is, there's still a bit of a, a negativity there. So if it's a close race, they could lean in to something else. Right, and it'll get some some Oscars, but Best Picture sort of. It'll get director. That's what it'll strong, get. But then there's maybe, this question uh, of maybe uh, adapted screenplay. But then there's this question of Don't Look Up, right? Which is a, a a movie that we know a lot a lot of people really like, and it hits a lot of different aspects. It's 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 timely. It's got stars. It's it's funny, but also, you know, it didn't get any thing. acting any acting support and. The thing about Don't Look Up is, is I think people, it's divisive. There are people who love it and people who hate it. I, I mean, people saw it is the point. Everybody saw it and yeah. it's a comedy and it's a satire and it's smart, but I don't, I mean, I mean are there consensus in. movies outside of say a Belfast, which is very old school in terms of the kind of contingency that, that likes this sort of very nice, you know, nostalgic movie about a period of time that is, you know, not widely discussed. I mean, it's brown very nice. It's Standing a nice movie. with faint praise, yeah, I mean, Eric. <laughs> that's, but that's like the closest I see to a consensus. None of these movies are, are widely. Yes. By the way, consensus is boring, and this is exciting. It means it's I good. grant you. Uh, there, you have these family movies. You have Coda and Belfast and King Richard, and in a way, Dune is a family movie as well. Hmm. well and in a way West Side Story is a family movie sure. too. It's it's it's, it's families a, all over the place. It's it's a it's a lot. But um I feel like um the one that's coming up 
is King Richard. But I have to see where it goes. We have a lot of different uh, events. They all got pushed back, right? So we've yeah. got the Academy nominee luncheon. We've got the Governor's Ball. We've got um, the AFI lunch. We've got all the, the guilds. All those awards are going to come hammering down week after week after week with multiple awards a night. Uh, the IDA Awards, uh, you know, uh, the BAFTA Awards, the Indie Spirits early this mm -hmm. year. Yeah. Um, Which so having an impact influence. on the race, basically they'll give a lift to Lost Daughter yeah. <laughs> is what they'll do. Um, not and, many categories. But. Yeah. So, so that's, you know, we're going to see, we're going to see what, what, where the, where the, how to, how to read those tea leaves uh, as we go, you know? So I, well, what I'm always excited about with this time of year is that there are so many fascinating people who are sort of on, on the sidelines, but are also Oscar nominees. So I haven't seen, I think I've only seen one of the short films that are nominated. So I'm going to catch gonna, up with can, those. can't too. wait to dig into all of those. And, let's do um, that for next week, Eric. Yeah, let's look that's at, a good let's idea. Let's make an assignment to look at the shorts. We found our, our criteria. We yeah, need, we need to do it anyway. So yeah, because the academy is depending on us. Damn it, they need to they need to know how to vote accordingly to make the Oscars well, relevant. They, they are gonna all look at them, <laughs> and they shouldn't vote if they don't. That's that's the point. But yeah, uh, everybody's watch playing all catch that up stuff. right now. All right, and well, I'm, I hope you're feeling a little more stabilized now that we got through that hurdle, on to the next stage, and uh, we'll see where it takes us. See you soon. Mm -hmm.